Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to our continuing conversation. My name is Paul Mugarura. I'm in conversation with my father, Benoni Mugarura Mutana. Dad, please say hi. Hello, everyone that is uh, able to listen to this. We are so glad that you can come in and journey uh, together and see whether we learn one or two things in the area that we are being persuaded to pursue. Yeah, um, we'd, we'd like to invite you into this conversation that we're having. It's an ongoing conversation that was sparked by some ideas that my dad and I have shared over the years. His idea is mostly I'm his student and I'm asking the questions um, <laughs> in, this, in, in this session. And we're... We're, we're really we're, we're really enjoying this conversation that started with talking about calling. Um, started we started talking about calling, um, and last week we talked about um, individual life purpose, and we'd like to continue push this boulder further down the road and talk a little bit more about um, about about uh, personal purpose, and we'd like to start thinking about it sort of in terms of how this purpose intersects with other people and with other people's giftings around us. And so, Dad, let's jump right into it. Where would you like to start? Oh, well, I'd like to start uh, in the scripture. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that you found where this statement comes in. Yes. I like to suggest that this statement is really both um, uh, socially and and spiritually and and in terms of ministry, a good thing to hold in place. That is, two are better than one. Cool. Let me read it. It's from Ecclesiastes chapter four. I'll start at verse nine. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. The cord of three strands is not easily broken. Last time we emphasized and talked about the person who is called into ministry, finding their own place, their own niche, their own uh, a vision which mm. God has given them in the wider in the wider area of ministry, mm. uh, because our God does not call us in any mark. Mm. He calls us individually, and He calls us to fulfill certain to fulfill certain um, tasks mm. or certain yeah to fulfill certain things that He wants us to fulfill. Mm. But as we talked about it. Um, we didn't um, want to alienate it from the fact that um, the the person mm -hmm. does not live alone. Mm. For those who are lucky to be married when they're in a ministry, mm. then they have their spouses. Mm. And their, their spouses 
uh, are likely to be feeling this particular place that we're going to be talking about, but sometimes they are not. So uh, right out at the beginning, I'd like to advise, hmm. if there be anyone who is listening to us and you are in a ministry and you and your spouse do not know exactly what God has called you to do, Mm. then you need to sit down and we you discuss it you try to bring your spouse into the that which god is 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 calling you to do and yeah. then because that that one will make it make it, that person your spouse really part of the group that you are going to be struggling and working with and if, if this is the yeah. first time that you've listened to our podcast, if this is your first encounter with this podcast, um, I'd like to ask you to also check out our previous podcast. It's, it's a little bit long. We kind of got long-winded. But, but we talked about finding your personal purpose, and we talked about how the purpose is revealed in a place of relationship. Out of strong relationship and a strong and close walk with God, your personal relationship gets, gets revealed. And... If you are married, um, there is something about this vocation that we're a part of as church leaders, as pastors, as priests um, in the church, that, 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 it, that our vocation also affects our family. Our family has to walk along with us. And so you and your spouse have to, have to, un, have to go through that time of discernment and listening and hearing from God about what the purpose is. Because just like the scripture that we read, um, you know, <laughs> if two are better than one, you, you can't walk this journey alone. If you are married, yes. your spouse needs to be on the journey with you. Your spouse needs to be in agreement with the, with the direction that God has called you. Because the last thing you want to do is to have conflict about where God is calling you in, <laughs> in your home base. Um, so yeah, dad, please continue. <laughs> and that is that is not very strange because it does happen it, when yes. some has not really taken care of it. So yes. we are um, we are advising that you if if, it's, if it isn't working well as of now, mm -hmm. please tell it. Let's go back and go into prayer, go into discussion, uh, mm -hmm. and show one another the way you are going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. We are now talking about, I want to narrow down or mm. to continue narrowing down on the two people, one person and another person. Yes. Jesus sending out his disciples in Luke chapter 10. Yes. He gave them uh, um, instructions to go, but he divided the whole 70 yes. into smaller groups. Yes. He sent them out two by two. Yeah, let me read it. Let me read it. Luke, Luke chapter 10. Yeah. Um, after the Lord, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers in the harvest in this harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. Yes, he appointed 72 and sent them out two by two. Yes, that, that, is, that is a very interesting strategy mm. that Jesus Christ used and which we need to embrace. Mm. It, would, it is very, very difficult for a person in a ministry mm. to walk alone. Mm. Very, very difficult. And it can be very lonely. 
mm. and can be heartbreaking. Mm. But one one has someone else that they are walking together, mm. then that they they become strong. Mm. They become strong. Some people call this kind of relationship prayer partners. Mm. I want I want to extend it beyond the prayer mm. to to discussing each other's vision mm. and being able to pray together, of course, but also study together and look at the way that they would be carrying out their ministry. But mm. you just don't find anybody and begin to do this. You have to have the degree of discernment mm -hmm. and, um, and prayer and asking mm. the Lord to point out to you the person that would um, that would fulfill that particular place in your life, that that or that person who would walk with you, mm. uh, it is very very important. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is so that is so interesting. It's something that we've that we've uh, kind of both experienced. That when you have someone in your corner walking with you, not just praying for you, but actually walking with you. Um, perhaps even sometimes uh, doing ministry right with you, right beside you, that, yes. um, that, that the journey is made easier because the two of you can, uh, can, can play off of each other's strengths and, and make things go better and sometimes even faster. I can share a personal experience yes. at this point. I, I was, uh, my whole starting of ministry, I was in youth work. And this particular youth work was all over the nation. It was, it was very difficult to be, to be in relationship with any other, other than the team members in the, in the office. Yes. But we had been dealt all to cover the whole country. Um, and so I was given one side and the other another side, the third another side. Hmm. So we were not weird. We would meet together to discuss business, but hmm. we were not that kind of people hmm. that build together. Hmm. But then eventually I was transferred into pastoral ministry yeah. into, a, into the chapel of St. Francis at Makerere. Yeah. And I needed to talk to someone. Hmm. I needed to talk to someone. Hmm. And I, through prayer and through the earlier relationships, I realized that there was an older man, older man, mm -hmm. who was mm -hmm. by now really retired. Mm -hmm. uh, but he had been such a friend and such a good counselor to me at other times. I decided I would continue with him and I would go and seek him out whenever I needed uh, help in one area or another. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I had been, uh, I had identified that God was calling us uh, to begin something new, mm. something new, not really new, but to, to renew something that used to happen uh, in the church here in Uganda uh, in the name of the East African revival. We wouldn't be renewing the revival, mm. but there were certain things that were in the revival that had been pushed on the side. Mm. Something like um, uh, the, uh, bringing the Holy Spirit in the center of the ministry in the church, mm. rather than him being in the creed, credo statement 
that we announced being going back to study the bible and and realizing what a gift the holy spirit is to the church mm. and i needed to walk that way yes but it would be a lonely journey yes. so i sought out this old man mm. and i would go to his home often to talk and to listen to to and, and to be advised mm. yeah wow I'm talking about yeah. That's that's that must have been a really precious relationship to have. It was. It was, and he called me his son, and I called him my father. And uh, even the time he went to be with the Lord, uh, he we still had a very strong relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Cool. So, um, where 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 else can we see sort of this this idea of 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 the of the Lord setting out two by twos of, of two people walking together. Where else can we see this um, in, in scripture? Um, we can see it in several places. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, you have, you have to be looking really to, to find how um, they, uh, it is related to what we're saying. For instance, um, in the beginning of the church, mm-hmm. the disciples I mean, after the resurrection and Jesus has gone and has, uh, now the church is, is ready to move after yeah. Pentecost. Yes. The, the disciples were, were a big group. Mm. The, uh, the New Testament says that the number was about 120. Mm. That's a large group. Mm. And then there were the apostles who were like the leaders of the 120. Mm. And, um, and so... In, 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 in their calling, in their understanding of what they were called to do, mm. is that just like we were talking the last time, in their understanding of what they, their, their place was, was prayer and in studying of the word. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and then and teaching. Yes. Um, but in the, in the midst of all this arose some challenge. Mm. And the challenge has to do with the food distribution, mm. food distribution, and um, the some of the disciples who were of Greek origin started uh, complaining that those who were from the Hebrew origin were getting more than the Greek origin, mm. and so the, this thing came to the apostles. Mm. And they had to find a way of handling it. Mm. In chapter 6 of, of Actis, mm-hmm. um, we find that they are solving a problem. They are a group mm-hmm. that is not a person. We yes. can learn from principle yes. that has been used here yes. in order to find out who to work with. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they decide, they decide and, um, and um, choose seven people, mm-hmm. seven men. Mm-hmm. Notice the qualification of the seven men. Mm-hmm. They were men who had been faithful, who had been faithful to what they had been like. They were part of the disciples, mm-hmm. but also they were men filled with the Holy Spirit. And wisdom. And wisdom. Mm-hmm. So that is, th- those two things I want us to keep because when you are looking for someone mm. you are looking for someone who is full of wisdom because you want to get something more than you already have yes and you want to impart to that person something which you have which they do not have 
Yes, yes. Okay. And yes. a lot of this is as a gift of the Holy Spirit. So yes. that's why the Spirit comes in and then what? Yes. Yeah. So that is one, one, one place. Yes. So, so, walks, so, so walking, walking in your purpose, if you want to walk with someone, you need to, you need to choose someone. You, you can't just choose anybody. You have to choose the person that you walk with to be full of the spirit and wisdom. Uh, yes. Wisdom, spirit-given wisdom, basically. Yes. Hmm. Any, any wisdom may not work. Yeah. Because, because we are in the ministry in which the Holy Spirit is the main minister. We always have to remember that. Can the Holy I Spirit. Can, yeah? I, can I ask you a question um, that just kind of bubbled to the surface? Um, could it be yeah. that there is a difference between, uh, because in, in our culture, in our African culture, um, and I know that I don't sound like an African because of my weird accent, but I am African. <laughs> in, our, in, our, in our African culture, um, sometimes experience and years of existence is, um, is conflated or is equated to wisdom. Is there a difference between wisdom and experience? There is difference between wisdom and experience. Every one of us will go through one experience or another. Yeah. But it's what you learn out of that experience. Mm. Is what you learn out of that experience and how, how you use that learning to begin to make decisions, to begin mm. to look at other experiences mm. and you are re reflecting on it because of the what you learned earlier. Mm. Now, that that could be, yeah, that could be called natural wisdom. Mm. But in a ministry, you need natural wisdom, but you need much more than natural wisdom. Yes, yes. You need you need the wisdom which is of the Holy Spirit, mm. because that is the that is the world in which we are working. Mm -hmm. mm. Yes, in which we are working. We are working in that world. And therefore, we need to continue depending on the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So, so in, in Acts chapter 6, I guess the disciples were not looking for experience. They were looking for wisdom. Yes. Uh, experience, you know, in, <laughs> in distribution of food. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly at that time during their culture, men were not distributed of food except when they were breaking the bread at the yeah. table yes. when they met together to eat. But otherwise, the, the women distributed the food. So they could have looked for women. To do, but now, it is almost like something new. But they yeah. trusted yeah. that because of the two things they were looking for, yes. the full of the Holy Spirit and then wisdom, yes. they would be the people who were going to do a good job with this difficulty. Um, so I, I have a question. I, I, I do want us to continue and in, in to, to kind of continue with the thoughts. But I do, I, do, I do have a question at this point. Do you have, yeah. like, have you ever seen or experienced or do you have any cautionary tales as to situations where someone bonded themselves or locked themselves or started to walk with someone who looked like they had wisdom, but it turned out to be not good wisdom 
or it turned out to be a lot of experience, but not necessarily the kind of wisdom that they needed. Someone, the, the person that they looked that they looked to, they th- they thought initially was going to be someone that gave them wisdom, but instead kind of derailed them from their purpose or took them on a long detour. Well, uh, I, I, I uh, without without naming names, without naming names. There are stories in our traditional uh, storytelling yes. which would bring out that, uh, but I'm not going to go into that because that would mean that I need to tell the whole story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, just a brief of it, uh, when the elephant was the friend of a hare, yes. or a rabbit hare, and uh, they went to a wedding and the hare was dancing all over, um, the, and, and lightly dancing, and the elephant wished to dance like the hare. Yes. And uh, so the elephant asked the hare to advise on how he could dance, and, and the hare gave a very awkward uh, uh, um, explanation and said, let's cut off your buttocks, and uh, <laughs> it will be lighter, and, yeah. then, <laughs> and then you will dance. Yeah. And when you're dancing, we'll return them, and you will go. Yes, but of course, as you as you could tell, this. <laughs> yeah, we know how the story goes from there. Yes, and yet they were friends. Yes, they were friends. Yeah, um, the other the others we may not mention names are where some people have come together and they believe they are working together, mm-hmm. and really the one person is exploiting the relationships they have uh, to, uh, to, to be able to achieve something else. Yeah. Something else. Um, and you, you, you got him like you're getting the wisdom to build in together and while, while the other person is really building on their cell, on their own, on their side. Mm. And uh, I have seen it happen several times. Mm. So that is, um, that is wisdom Mm. But wisdom, which is selfish, yes, or exploitive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. So we need to be cautious about that. Okay, so let's yeah. let's keep let's keep going. So in this early church, um, where else do we see this uh, uh, meeting of minds, this walking together? Well, we we find the meeting on in mind in uh, the new convert. Uh, called Saul. Yes. And uh, Saul from Tarsus, who was, as anyone who reads the Bible will remember that he was converted on the way to Damascus to persecute the church. Mm. Um, he spends, according to his writings in the letters, he spends three years in, um, he spends some time in Damascus mm. with the disciples and then goes to Arabia Mm. and spends there three years, mm. like as if it was a three years course. Mm. And then he returns to Damascus. He is in fellowship with the, uh, the apostles and he meets someone there mm. called Barnabas. Mm. And Barnabas decides, you know, that we must introduce this person mm. because of his knowledge of the scripture, mm. of his understanding, um, of his learning, we must introduce him to the apostles. So they journey uh, from um, Damascus to to Jerusalem, 
And what is happening is that Barnabas would like Paul to meet the apostles. Mm. Can I read it? But Paul, yeah. Can I read yeah, it? Go ahead. Yes, please. Uh, that would... Acts chapter 9. Verse 26, it's an abbreviated version of the story. It says, um, this is Paul. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the, the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul, so Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. And then, eventually, they send him back home to yes. Tarsus. To Tarsus. Yes. The original home. It's as if they are saying, you guys, it's okay. We now understand, but please go home. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes home. Yes, but because he had he had locked up uh, um, with with the Barnabas, yes. Barnabas didn't forget him. So yes. at a later on, Barnabas goes to Tarsus yes. to bring Saul yes. into Antioch. Yes, and then they become great uh, great friends. And it was in Antioch, in church in Antioch, when they were the Holy Spirit commissioned them. Yes, through the prayer of the church and the fasting, yes. to go together as a team yes. on missionary journeys to the people who were uh, uh, and, and and the, the rest of the Roman Empire. Yes, the other thing is history. Yeah, but that is that is a lock a lock in. They have become together. They are working together. They are uh, later on. There was they fell, fell apart a little bit, and then they came back together. But that was the um, the reason why they were the yeah. Holy Spirit. I believe that's why the Holy Spirit chose that they begin the missionary journeys into the other parts of of Europe at that time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is, so, it is, sorry, please please keep your so please go ahead. Your thought. Please continue your thought, Dad. No, I was saying that. So we we see that the two men have come together they are, uh, through the relationship they have the holy spirit works through them to accomplish something that no one else has tried so far yes yeah. and because they they've been in this church in in antioch Mm. The church, which has, they have been part of the, the discipling group, then they prayed over them and sent them out. Mm. And they go as the first uh, um, uh, overseas missionaries, if we may use the current words. Yeah. It is, it is interesting that in all of Paul's work, he's not alone. Even though he's the one that we remember because of, yeah. all, because of his prolific writing, he never walked alone. He walked with Barnabas. He walked with Silas. Later on, he walks with Timothy. He walks with Mark. Um, and on and on. He's never doing what he's doing alone. The Holy Spirit um, always leads him to walk with someone um, uh, through um, with whom he does the ministry. And it seems like because Paul kind of moves a lot, um, there is a sense in which the person that 
he does the ministry with has to kind of have an aspect of continuing it um, apart from him. What, what do you think about that? There are some who moved with him, mm. but there are others whom he established to remain yes. behind mm. to kind of grow the nucleus church that had been planted. Mm. Um, but there are, for instance, Timothy falls in the two categories. Yes. Uh, because when he came to his hometown, he found him and uh, the, he's, he's already converted. Mm. But it, it takes him with him mm. to go to Jerusalem. Uh, 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 I don't know why, but probably for ministry experience or missionary experience. Mm. And then he comes back and he is charged with the responsibility of being a kind of bishop of the churches mm. in his area. Mm. So, um, but they are together. They are continuing in touch with one another. Mm. Um, yeah. But while they are going together, mm. they are solid team mm. together, the two of them. Let's, get, let's use Cyrus as another example. Mm. Paul, Paul and now Saul has become Paul. Mm. Paul goes around with Cyrus preaching the gospel, and then they are arrested mm. and put in prison. Mm. Now, because they were of the same mind, Yes. They knew how to handle the prison experience together. Yes. So they are in prison with other prisoners, but for them they are in docks because no one wants them to move. They have been brought by officials. And uh, then they start singing in the middle of the night. They are worshiping God and they are singing. And the angel comes and releases them. Mm. In Philippi, actually, that causes the Philippian jailer yes. to be converted, mm. and um, then they were released later on. Mm. But the fact that instead of one grumbling mm. and wondering, why did you bring me here? Now you see we're suffering. <laughs> they are of the mind. This yeah. is what I'm trying to reach out to. Yes. There are, there's someone around you brother, friend, sister, minister, there's mm. someone around you mm. who would fit in this description mm. that, that you can walk together, even in challenges, Yes, you are strengthening one another yes. to move on. Even in times of joy and happiness, mm. you have someone who is going to be uh, with you. Yes. But yeah. the tournament we talked about earlier must be in place. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That I that is so cool. Um so the, um, we 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 kind of touched on it earlier uh when when we talked when when we talked about the passage in acts where um where the seven were chosen talking about full of the spirit and full of wisdom. Um in yeah. in in, in, in let's bring it to let's bring it to a specific context so one of the one of the examples we've been giving because it is so true for your life as an anglican priest because it is so true for my life as a pastor is um you have received your appointment at uh you've received your appointment at a parish or you have received your appointment at a diocesan office or you've received your appointment at a church a baptist church pentecostal church whatever it is non-denominational church you're finally there, 
Um, how do you, how, how do you, is, is this, is this someone that the Holy Spirit drops in your life? Is this someone that you actively seek out? Like, how does it work? Well, it can work either way. Um, it can work either way. But the most, uh, whatever, whatever it is, even when you think somebody has been dropped around uh, in your life to be able to fill this particular uh, niche we're talking about, hmm. there is a need to go back to the Lord. Because hmm. you see, we are called by God hmm. and we are to serve him Mm. And he is the right person, if I may call him a person. He, mm. <laughs> yeah, he's the person of the Trinity. He is the, the one to go back to, even when somebody has served, before you give your life to that person, mm. to begin to pray and seek the Lord's guidance mm. and evidence that this is the person. Mm. But sometimes it is not that. Sometimes mm. you have to come in a place and you move around, you move mm. around and you are looking for someone to help. And this mm. person does not have to come from your parochial or ministry uh, relationship. Mm. It can be somebody from another church. Yeah. Uh, same denomination, but another mm. church. And it can be someone from an even different denomination whom probably you have learned the way they are doing things. So you have mm -hmm. a somewhere of relationship and yeah. you can tell this person would, when they come in, they will make what you are trying to do richer than mm -hmm. if you are doing it alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. have you, and, but, and obviously you're speaking out of experience on this, on this yeah. uh, case. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. Uh, within, within at the time I was in uh, in parish uh, ministry, it really wasn't parish. I don't know what it is, a parish chapel. So. Anyway, when I was there, it was doing both. It was both a, a home church and also a university chapel. Mm. Um, when I was there, uh, there were certain. Um, members of the team, of the Anglican team that was in Kampala, mm -hmm. that we came to uh, to be related to, um, mm -hmm. because we talked about similar things. We were searching in similar area. Mm -hmm. um, we were working, at how does the Holy Spirit work in my ministry, mm -hmm. uh, help me be, or whatever, it's in, in the ministry in which I have been appointed. Mm. And um, so we we would meet together quite often. There was a few of us. We would meet together quite often to study the Bible together and yes. ask each other questions. Yes. But there were other things that I felt would be contributing to the to me achieving what I understood God had called me to do. Yes. We are not being seen in my, the context of the Anglican Church. Yes. And I had to go out of, uh, in quotes, the Anglican Church to meet other ministers yes. who I respected, Yes. who I knew they, they had some of the things I was looking for. I had seen them being expressed in their ministry mm. and that we would, uh, would talk, we would mm. sit, we would talk, they would guide or they would ask me questions.
or they would give me counsel or one kind of another. Or they would recommend a book or, mm. or you know, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So it isn't limited in, in the people that you have in your community you yeah. are serving. You can go, uh, it is wider. Yeah. You are looking wide to be able to find such a person. Yes. And uh, you are not going to find only one person because the needs of the minister are many. Yes. The needs of the minister are many. The needs of the minister are many. Mm. For instance, um, when, when the church uh, that I was serving at St. Francis started growing, mm. I had not seen a church grow to that speed. Mm. So I needed to ask someone who I knew in town whose mm. church was also growing as fast. Yes. But it was not an angel. <laughs> Mm. So I had to go to a Pentecostal pastor, a friend of mine, mm. and we would talk, and I would go to his office, we would talk, then he would tell me what they are doing, and then uh, eventually, um, with help from some other friends, we started the sales ministry to be able to take care of the multitudes of young people who are coming to church. How do you mm. disciple them? And mm. he, say, he suggested what he was doing, and mm. I found out it was good, it was biblical, and we went to Sarah Best Church. Mm, wow, wow. Yeah. So um, why, why is it that some leaders choose to walk alone? Why is it that some people walk alone or choose to walk alone? I think there's no easy answer to that, but I like to think of two re possible reasons. One is, uh, they are, it is fear, mm. fear. And fear can be expressed in many ways. Um, fear, fearing that um, uh, probably the, the, the people who have put me here will begin to see that some things are, are changing. And I, I, I remember um, one time a friend of mine and I went to visit uh, the late um, Livingston Palanyinkoyoyo, who was who was the Archbishop, Archbishop of Uganda at one time, had been appointed to be Archbishop of Uganda. Mm -hmm. Yes, he was Archbishop Livingston Palanyinkoyoyo, and we had visited him. He was the Bishop of Mukono at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. uh, I I think I'm free to quote him here because he was he was so amusing. Mm -hmm. So he talked we were talking about the church the growth in the church and, and he gave an illustration and said i appoint somebody to a parish mm. and you never hear about them or from them mm. and he said at least that person should move the 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 podium the preaching podium so that there is complaint from his christian <laughs> that he moved the podium he should do something <laughs> and uh, and but because he, some people he, he used a very interesting expression he didn't know much english but this one was right on he said they vegetate mm. in the place where you bless them mm. <laughs> just like a tree you're planted in other other trees yes and um so fear Fear can cripple someone to be able to not even touch anything or move anything. So that fear is one. Yeah. The second one 
is uh, self-esteem, low self-esteem. It is not like fear. It is low self-esteem. You do not want to touch anything because you will be blamed for it. Yes. Uh, Or you you, you feel so little in, in... among the others that you do not want to to charge ahead mm. and um, so well there may be other reasons but those have come to me Im- immediately in my mind but the cell the low self-esteem can make one become a harder minister yes. in the place where he is because he wants he's trying to impose themselves on the community mm. um, and they will make all sorts of different kinds of small rules Mm. Um, and all that, and uh, yeah, I I, I yeah. have a contribution to this as well. Um, I I think that sometimes people choose to walk alone because they've been hurt, um, yeah. and because they never actually dealt with what happened when they were hurt, and um, so they they develop trust issues, and they just are never able to get to a place of trust. Um, deep trust with someone because in order to walk with someone in the way that we've been describing between Paul and Barnabas, between Paul and Silas, uh, between the disciples, uh, you know, um, uh, the, the way that Jesus sends out the, the two by two when he sends out the 70. Um, in order to walk and to be effective in ministry, you have to be open and you have to be vulnerable with each other. But that that creates the potential for hurt. Um, as yeah. happened between Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas had, no, no, Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas had a big disagreement um, and they parted yeah. ways for a while. Um, but that did, uh, but yeah. that did not stop Paul from seeking out another ministry partner. Um, and so, and so, and so I guess, I guess we have to learn to, to, to push past that and to be able to see that, you know what, even though I may have disagreed with someone in the past, that does not mean that I have to walk alone because the, the journey of, of walking in ministry is not just us, is not just a physical one, it is also a spiritual one. And you need to be able to withstand right. everything. You need to be able to have someone beside you who can help to support you to withstand everything that's coming up, that you're coming up against. A lot of times, uh, temptations come to ministers. Mm. Who do you share it with? Yeah, who are you accountable to? I remember one. I remember one young minister was working in a big church here in Kampala, mm. and uh, he was challenged in taking care of the finances of the of the of the people. Mm. They would come and trust him because he's on the ministry team. Yes. They would give him their tithe. Yes. And hoping that he was going to put it in the proper place. Yes. And he would eventually find it difficult to do that, so he would spend the money. Yes. So I don't think he had any trust uh, relationship uh, with the team where he was working. Yeah. So when he met me one day, he's yeah. like my son. Yes. When he met me one day, yes. he says, I want to ask you, how do you manage with money yes. in the church, which is given to you? Yes. And no one else is there. Yes. 
something like that to be open and know that you are not going to be judged mm. by mm. this person mm. but that this person is going to build you up mm. so i i gave some advice and uh, he has he has continued to serve but not with the that difficulty anymore because yeah. he distanced himself from the getting the collecting the money from the people uh, without anyone seeing it so yeah that is it the, mm -hmm. the, you have there is a, a degree of vulnerability for when you are going to trust someone mm -hmm. but this this has to be dealt with mm -hmm. in the world and in, in the sense of uh, uh um how, how how do i say it um understanding that this person has put their life in your hands yes and you can either build or destroy yes and we choose to build yes. and not to destroy yeah yes yes yeah wow so uh, before we bring this to an end dad do you have any uh, final thoughts um to add to this well the the uh the the other side of this um uh is having teams yes but we're not going to talk about that now mm. but to be in a team of mm. people of the same mind mm. to be in a team of the people of the same mind they may be as i have said earlier they may be in your denominational uh, uh, uh group or they may be from outside as long as they are walking with you in the, and Mm -hmm. you will not know mm. until you have tried it yes sometimes they, these kinds of things bring persecution yes if they are known in your group in your local or denominational group yeah they may be to say that you are selling out to another another denomination or another yeah. group yeah um but i i want to assure whoever is listening to us now if your heart is clear if you are doing something as god has called you to do mm -hmm. just go for it yes uh, the lord will protect you the lord will lead you along and you will be understood much much later yes not necessarily at that time yes but you will maybe understood much later uh, yeah. when the 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 truth has come out at this point in our recording um my father was cut off um and we were unable to reestablish the connection and finish out the podcast entry that we were working through however i i would like to say a few things to kind of close this podcast out first of all um what the the point that he was making um just before he got cut off um he was making it in a kind of shorthand that if you do not know him well you would miss he was talking about experiences experiences that happened to him in particular um accusations that got leveled at him in particular because he was seeking to have a more expressive um expression of the anglican tradition into which he was serving into which he had been ordained and into which he had been grafted. Um, and so I hope that that helps you to kind of put his last comments in context. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for continuing to journey with us. We're so grateful that you take time out of your life to kind of listen to these long conversations that we have with each other. But we hope that they're great for you in terms of building you up and growing you in everything. Please pray for us that uh, technology will work in our advantage. Um, one, it's, it's a beautiful thing that I'm able to speak to him living here in Ottawa and him living in Wakiso. Um, just outside Kampala, he actually lives just a few kilometers away from the Wakiso district headquarters. Um, it's a really cool thing that technology connects us and allows us to share these conversations with you, but sometimes it doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, I guess we'll have to close it out like this or uh, make some extraneous um, um, comments like this. Anyway, thank you for joining us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face and favor and mercy and grace shine upon you and give you his peace. Amen. See you next week.